0: Done a video on Anthony Richardson's performance of Florida against Utah. Done a video on CJ Stroud's performance against Notre Dame. Now want to cover Will Levis of Kentucky and Tyler Van Dyke of Miami and how they performed in week one of college football. Let's start with Will Levis. First thing to say, Kentucky's O-line was absolutely dreadful in this game against Miami, Ohio. It was really poor and it did impact Will Levis. I counted seven quarterback hits or sacks. In the first half alone it impacted his accuracy which is completely understandable if you are going to go into this season and then watch an offensive line play the way that kentucky's did at the weekend and expect these quarterback prospects to to shine and do everything perfectly well play behind a line like that it, it ain't gonna happen and that's not me making excuses that's just a fact he faced the kind of pressure that Van Dyke and Stroud and Richardson simply didn't face at the weekend. And I think you have to give him a bit of credit for still performing reasonably well, given all that was going on. What did he show in this game to be impressive? Well, for me, you can just see from a technical level, he's already above a lot of these players. His throwing base is fantastic. Just look at the way that he drops. He's extremely comfortable in play action. You'd expect that. He spent last season being coached by an offensive coordinator, who is now Sean McVay's offensive coordinator with the Rams. He's now working with a Kyle Shanahan disciple who's come over from San Francisco. He's incredibly comfortable in play action, but when he gets into, into his drop, whether it's play action and the bootleg and on the move, he can throw very, very well. His first throw of the season was a play action pass. He moved across, off balance, just flicked it out of his, uh, his hand with a little flick of the wrist, Aaron Rodgers-esque. You love to see stuff like that, but look at him when he plants his feet and squares his shoulders off to the target. It enables him to stay accurate. It enables him to throw with great velocity. And if you watch a lot of other young quarterbacks, they simply don't do this. You know, one thing you've got to look for when you're looking at these quarterbacks is what are the feet doing? If they're on the toes, are you taking a large step forward in order to, to try and generate velocity? That's when things go wrong. That's when you throw late. That's when your accuracy goes wrong. You want to have your feet in the ground, your shoulder to the target. You will see quarterbacks when they're getting it right. They're going through the progressions. You will see their shoulders sort of switch towards the targets. I think Levis has got good technique, and yet you can have the best technique in the world to generate velocity. You've also got to be able to arm a ball in there, and he can do that. He's got a terrific arm. We saw that. His best throw, if you want to go and watch the game, 10.40 10-40 left in the fourth quarter. It's a play-action pass. He drops back to his own 30-yard line. He is somewhat off balance with this throw. Again, not surprising given the pressure that he faced most of the day. And he just launches the ball on a frozen rope to the Miami 30-yard line downfield by the sideline. Perfect accuracy and velocity. The commentator who was covering the game said, that's an NFL arm. And it was. It was a tremendous looking throw. And he's got the physical tools to be an NFL player. You know, you look at him and you think this guy looks like he belongs in the NFL. On top of that, I think generally his throws were good. He throws well over the middle. Um, I'm going to come to the interception in a moment and we'll talk about some of the negatives. But, you know, he's not just got a great arm. He's incredibly mobile. He can make plays. I mean, he's got to protect his body a little bit more. We saw last season he was a little bit... He, he will do whatever it takes to get a first down. And he was a little bit reckless in this game. He was well, kind of just charged into three defenders and went flying up in the air. He's going to have to be careful with with stuff like that, particularly at the next level. Um, but he's he's a great runner. You know, he can make plays with his legs. He can create. I thought it was really interesting that the Senior Bowls' Jim Nagy uh, did a podcast with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks recently, the Move the Sticks podcast. And he said that he was at the Manning Passing Academy, which is where Will Levis was competing this year. In fact, I interviewed Will Levis shortly after the Manning Passing Academy had taken place. And this is what Jim said. He said, to me, Levis and Florida's Anthony Richardson, those two guys in terms of physical tools are probably head and shoulders above the rest of the group. And then he made a favourable comparison to Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. And look, I, I think it's a fair comparison to make. And I talked a little bit about this regarding CJ Stroud in my last video. Justin Herbert was not a particularly consistent um, or dynamic quarterback for Oregon, but you could see he had the tools. Now, there were issues with his accuracy. I didn't like the offense he played in in, at Oregon. And yet you could see there was something there. But because he just wasn't able to put it together in college, instead of being the number one overall pick that I think he probably He would have been number one and number two overall now, based on what he's done in the league. He ended up going in the middle of the top 10. And with Stroud, you can sort of see some of those same things. He is inconsistent. He has a few issues. But there's enough physical talent there to wonder, could he reach that sort of Herbert level when he gets to the pros? And Will Levis, you see a lot of those things as well. I think Levis is more comparable to, to Josh Allen. I mean, he's, no one's ever going to be the same kind of athlete that Josh Allen is. I mean, he's a, a people use this term a, a, a too much, but he is literally a, a once-in-a-generation type athlete. You are not going to find a guy with his size, speed, athleticism, arm strength, hand size, everything. He's, he's the complete package, really. If you were going to make a quarterback in a machine, he would be Josh Allen. And Will Levis is not Josh Allen, but... He's got the potential to be almost like a poor man's Allen and that sounds negative but I I don't think it is. I mean Josh Allen's a tremendous player and I think some of the issues with occasional accuracy issues and a few mistakes, you know, we've seen that with Allen and Herbert, we see it occasionally with Levis as well. He had too many interceptions last year, he's already had one issue, he's got to get those numbers down but the potential is there and you know, I'm convinced that Will Levis is going to be a top 10 pick unless things go very badly wrong this year or he gets a serious injury or something. And I think he showed in this game enough to believe that he's still on track with that. In terms of the interception, I think it was either a botched play. He tried to throw it to the inside corner, the, the right right corner of the end zone. And I think it was a tight end who'd, who'd made the sort of the, run that route. It was a big receiver, if not a tight end. And as soon as it, Levis let the ball go you could see that he was jumping up and down on the spot because he knew something had gone wrong. The intended target sort of threw his arms up in the air to say, oh, wow, what's happened there? He was confused. And it's either a miscommunication or a bad execution. I think the ball came out of his hand strangely. I mean, it kind of just flopped out of his hand. I don't know if he was trying to loft it sort of a fade go up and get it and, and it just didn't come off or what but um, it, it didn't look good it, and it's either that or, or you're supposed to run a different route and there's just a miscommunication I mean it wasn't good but you know give me that type of interception where just it something's gone wrong that will not happen more often than not than some of the interceptions that for example Bo Nix was throwing against Georgia where he's just kind of looking over the middle doesn't see the safety and just throws it straight to it I mean they're the kind of interceptions you need to be worried about not stuff like this, where something has clearly gone wrong—a miscommunication, a, a, a bad execution. It's not a bad read. I mean, there's no way that Will Levis looked at that one v one and thought, "I know, I'm going to throw this straight to the defensive back." Uh, I mean, you know, he wasn't—he wasn't, he wasn't uh, spooked by anything. He wasn't uh, deceived by a defense. He just threw it badly, and like I say, it was either the wrong throw because he got a miscommunication with his uh, target or it was a bad throw. But look, he's got to get his interceptions down. That's yeah, It's absolutely true. Um, and and he's had one already. But I thought generally, you know, he showed the physical tools. He showed some, some good moments, some accuracy. Um, the offensive line didn't help him. And I had absolutely no issues at all with Will Levis in this game. I think it was a decent start for him. And I don't think his stock is, you know, he's not going to, People are not talking about him the way they're talking about Anthony Richardson this week, but I think that he's showing that you know there's there's definitely plenty there to believe that he can be a high pick. And then Tyler Van Dyke, as with Levis, really like his throwing base. He throws his feet planted in the ground. His release is a little bit more elongated than Levis. You can sort of see it takes it. It goes down. His arm drops. It comes up. That can cause some issues if you are getting pressured, and you're taking along. Your arms come down. You can be susceptible to. Fumbles. Um, if you are sacked and the ball comes down low, it's harder to get it out. I mean, Will Levis is a lot more compact. He gets the ball out, fires it out quicker than Tyler Van Dyke does. However, it might not be the ideal technique, but he's just a powerhouse for quarterback Van Dyke. He fires that ball out. If you give him a bit of time in there to get that throw out, he is going to absolutely launch it. His best throw um, was an absolute wow moment. So, if you again, if you want to go and watch this. Miami played Bethune Cookman, 13-29 left in the first half. Shotgun snap, takes the snap. He does this five-step drop that a lot of quarterbacks do in college, even though he's in the shotgun, which is unnecessary. So he's like 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage when he eventually throws the ball. He just, perfect base, lost the ball from the left hash mark, which is where he was stood on his own 20-yard line, to the right sideline, 30 yards downfield. He hits his receiver on a really good route, hits the receiver perfectly in stride. Throws it over two defenders, and because he hits him perfectly straight, and it's over the two defenders, he can then turn upfield, go down the sideline, and he ran it all the way up to the ten-yard line, because the throw is so ideally placed. Great route, great throw, perfect execution, really good play. And he had a touchdown with seven thirty-two left in the third quarter. It's a blowout by this point. Um, he throws it. He dice. He throws a seam pass to the slot receiver. There are three. There's like a triangle of three defenders in the vicinity, sort of covering that one guy he puts it right in the one place where the slot receiver can go and get that football. I mean, it is just the accuracy and the velocity he had to rearm it in there right into the one area that it needed to go. Dissects the three defenders, uh, touchdown for the slot receiver. I mean, even against an overmatched opponent in Bethune-Cookman, that was a really, really impressive throw. And look, both guys are going to face tougher tests. Will Levis plays Florida next week. And that what a game that's going to be. Anthony Richardson in Florida, Will Levis, uh, and in Kentucky, you know, big big game. Seahawks fans need to watch that next Saturday. And uh, I believe that it kicks off, um, so it's kicking off at midnight in the UK. So that would be what four PM in uh, in sort of Pacific time. That's when you need to be tuned into that game. Um, and and obviously Miami are going to have tougher opponents in this as well. I think they play Texas A and M down the line, so that they're going to have some tougher games. But I, I just really like these two players. I really like them. To tell a bit of a moment about Tyler Van Dyke, he's big, but his footwork's really good when he drops. You know, there's, there's not, he's not a statue. You know, he is fleet of foot. He can get back into his drops very well. When he, th- he throws on the run very, very well, he can do bootlegs. So even though he's a big, statured quarterback, he, he can move. I've seen him run for first downs very, very well. So although he's not a Will Levis, Anthony Richardson um, type runner uh he can he can he's one of those quarterbacks who's going to frustrate opponents to the next level because he's going to just just find just have enough speed to just run away from a linebacker or something and get that first down i have seen that you know there's there's a little bit of sometimes i I feel like with him i'm watching carson palmer there's a little bit of philip rivers in there but i think he's a slightly better athlete than both of those guys And I just think he is a fantastic player. I think I think Will Levis has got top ten potential. I think Tyler Van Dyke has got top ten potential. I just think he's a natural thrower. I think of the sort of the five quarterbacks that I think at this stage are looking like serious first round prospects, and that is Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Tyler Van Dyke, CJ Stroud, and Bryce Young as a reminder. I think it's between Bryce Young and Tyler Van Dyke, who's the most naturally gifted passer. You know, not the, the overall package, but who's the most naturally gifted passer? I think it is between Van Dijk and, uh, and Bryce Young. So I, I, I really like what I've seen from him. I think from Seahawks' perspective... You have to be excited. I mean, like, when you think back to a year ago, and we're all kind of wondering who's who are going to be the quarterbacks who go in the first round. And As the process went by, people were kind of talking up the guys, you know, and trying to make out that there were some legit first round prospects in there, and there never really was. And yet here, I'm sat here recording this video on the 7th of September, and I can legitimately say that I think it's, there are five guys who could go in the first round. And, and the Silks, whether they're picking first overall or tenth overall, next year are going to have a great chance to get, you know, one of these guys. And and if they pick, the higher they pick, the better chance they're going to have with the guy they actually want. But, you know, a quick review on what, what you've got. You've got Anthony Richardson, a 6'4", 240 pound, dynamic athlete, who runs like a gazelle, has got a fantastic arm, who showed great command of his offense. and 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 that sort of mental processing that you want to see from a quarterback, for him to show that already, playing in a a very pro-concept offence with Napier, a lot of motion, a lot of shifting, a lot of play action, getting people organised, getting into the right positions. I thought that was a tremendously impressive uh, opening performance from Anthony Richardson. And admittedly, it is one game we need to see more often to sort of project him as high as uh, I think people are starting to project him. But if he does what he did against Utah for most of this season. And if he can show well against the, the tough run that he's got when he plays, I think it's LSU, uh, Georgia, and then Texas A&M in three games in a row, if he can do that, then there's absolutely nothing to stop him being a contender for the first overall pick. I mean, when you have a quarterback who has got his physical tools and is, is capable of doing what he's shown, he, he, teams are going to love it. Teams are going to love that. And I, I've listened to his interviews and I think he's a very impressive person. And I can imagine him being a star at the next level, again, with the caveat obviously being it's one game. He has to show this in multiple games, but hopefully he will. Will Levis, great athlete, kind of a poor man's Josh Allen, as I mentioned. Great at play action, good throwing base, great arm, lots to delight there. I've interviewed him. He's a great guy. You can imagine him leading a franchise. Tanner Van Dyke, Carson Palmer, but with better athleticism. Big, strong, great arm, great throwing base naturally talented passer of a football. C.J. Stroud can be erratic. His accuracy on an intermediate level needs to be better. he would throw high, he would throw behind. But he has got that wow factor. You know, when you see some of the throws that he makes on the run, his arm strength downfield, he has got physical talent, which, you know, if you could get into the right offence and if you get with the right guidance at the next level, there's absolutely nothing stopping him being a really, impressive quarterback at the next level as well i'm just not quite sure he's as good as some of these other guys whether he's going to be sort of top five or whether he's going to be sort of middle of the first round or or later top 10. and bryce young you know is a a bit of an interesting one because he is so small and i know that he gets listed on websites at like six foot 200 pounds but that i think that's the team being very generous i think he's about 5'10 5'11 for me he looked about 185 pounds 190 pounds and the difference between Bryce Young and say Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and Drew Brees is those guys were thick. You know they were thick athletes. They were they got sturdy frames. So they weren't tall, but they had weight and strength to them. And and it's going to be a concern just how rail thin Bryce Young is. And although he's an incredibly gifted passer, you do just wonder if you put him behind a an offensive line. On a struggling team, is he going to be as effective as he is with Alabama? And and is he got the physical tools to be a difference maker? He's not got a bad arm at all. His processing very very good. Naturally, can put the ball into good areas and he's accurate. Lots of like about Bryce Young, but when you are competing with four monsters like Richardson, Levis, Van Dyke, and Stroud, our team's going to be you know more convinced to go for. The physical tools, as opposed to the guy who has has just sort of kept things on point with Alabama for a couple of years. So that's what my thoughts are on this quarterback class at the moment. And people will throw other names. I've seen all of the other quarterbacks, and I've written notes up. There is an article on Silk Strap Blog. If you sort of Google Silk Strap Blog, and then put in twenty twenty three quarterback class, you'll find my sort of review of the the wider class. Nothing really changed in the weekend. I didn't see anybody they want to add to this sort of top five list. Uh, But you'll see my thoughts on on a wide range of other players. I think it it comes down to five guys, but how great is that? That, you know, in a year when the Seahawks are probably going to be looking for a new franchise quarterback, and we've got two first round picks next year, there is Anthony Richardson, there is Will Levis, there is Tyler Van Dyke, there is CJ Stroud, there is Bryce Young, uh, all of us to look at and continue to review. And I'm going to do it on this channel. This is the place we're going to, yes, we are going to talk a lot about the Seahawks as their season goes along. We're not giving up on that just because they may well have a difficult year. You can check out the stream that we did ahead of the Broncos game preview show predictions. I think the Seahawks may well beat the Broncos in week one. It might be one of their rare wins this year. Go and check that out. Good chat with Robbie Williams and Adam Nathan. Uh, But also I'm going to be doing these videos. Breaking down the quarterbacks, breaking down the draft class. It won't just be quarterbacks, but there's going to be a main focus on the quarterbacks because that is going to be the key storyline for the Seahawks this year. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section. Please do subscribe to the channel so you don't miss a video. Hit notifications button on that little bell button so that you will not miss any of the videos coming up. Hit the like button and for more analysis, head over to sealkstrapblog.com. That's all for now. Until next time, bye for now.